Hilchah Shabbos, Perik Lamed, the final chapter of Hilchah Shabbos. Abad Varner and B'Shabbos are four concepts stated regarding the obligations of Shabbos. Shnayim and Atreida, Shnayim and Yisrofim, two are biblical, two are rabbinical. Vehem and Farsh Madei Neviim, the two that are rabbinical are expressed specifically in the Navi by the Neviim, which gives them uh, added level of uh, stringency and, and importance. Shabbat Torah, the two things that are biblical are Zachar Vashama, remembering the Shabbos, which means the obligation to verbally sanctifying it, as we call Kiddush. Vashama, and regarding the Shabbos, the idea of refraining from doing the third nine Malachas. Vashem the two things that are stated by the prophets, according is honoring the Shabbos and delighting in the Shabbos. The Pasuk says, across the Shabbos, you shall call the Shabbos a delight. The Kedush Hashem Chubad, sanctified for Hashem and, and honored. So the we see the Shabbos is called delight, delight and sanctified, excuse me, and honored. Halacha beis ezer covered. What is exactly honoring the Shabbos? This is what our sages refer to. It's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah for a person, not an obligatory mitzvah, but it's a mitzvah you could do to get reward. To bathe or wash your face, hands, and feet in hot water on Friday. And pay cover the Shabbos in anticipation of honoring the Shabbos. Masat mitzitzis and wrap yourself in a talis. Yeshiv bekevid reish and sit with an earnest frame of mind. And miyachal lekabalish pshen Shabbos, anticipating the uh, the, uh, the the Shabbos to greet the Shabbos. Kamayishu yeshiv the Kresmelech as one does greet a king. The chamer hashem the earlier sages when you miskabtz and tamidim by Shabbos would gather the disciples together. On Friday, they would wrap themselves in talis. They would say, let's go out, let, come, let us go out, the grass, Shabbos HaMelech, to greet the Shabbos king. One of the ways of honoring Shabbos, to wear clean clothing. And the person's weekly clothing and the Shabbos clothing should not be the same. They shouldn't be, they shouldn't be identical. Uh, if a person does not have an extra clean, a change of clothing, lets his talis hang lower. So his weekday clothing should not be like his, his Shabbat, his clothing that day of Shabbat should not be like weekday clothing. So, but letting it hang lower is a different way of normally during the weekday. You you know you have to uh, can't let your robe hang that low because it'll get ruined by by uh, thorns or other things. So uh, the path, the, the style of the people who are more aristocratic who don't work, don't have to worry about the clothing getting ruined, is to let it hang lower. That's the way to change your clothing, so to speak, for Shabbos, if you only have one robe, one, one, one uh, change of clothing. People should do laundry on Thursday and pay for the Shabbos in order to honor the Shabbos with clean clothing. They instituted it on Thursday, not on Friday, because on Friday people are busy preparing for Shabbos in terms of cooking and preparing food and things like that. Shabbos person not allowed to to plan a meal or a party, a wine party, on Mishnah means drinking, on Friday. Take for the Shabbos in order to honor the Shabbos so that you have time to prepare and that you go home to Shabbos with an appetite. When a person is allowed to keep eating and drinking, halachically speaking, until until Shabbos starts and then some. As we'll see later, Rav became nevertheless because of the Shabbos. It's to honor the Shabbos. Shimana Adam and Aminchal and Milam Mekveya. So the person should refrain from um, establishing a meal or planning a meal from Mincha time and onward. Uh, this presumably means what we call Mincha Katana. So that's uh, or close to Mincha Katana, which basically means nine hours, uh, proportional hours after sunrise. So if it's sunrises at six at six a.m. And sets at 6 p.m., so that would be 3 p.m. Lukbaya Suda, a person should not establish a meal then, Kadeshi Konos Shabbos, Kshud Msavla Echo, so he enters the Shabbos when he ha- with an appetite to eat in honor of the Shabbos. 
Even though he only plans eating a small amount, Kazayas. So he should still set his table as if he's having a full meal to honor the Shabbos. Shabbos should set his table in the same style after Shabbos ends. Again, even though he's only eating a Kazayas. To honor the Shabbos when it enters and when it departs. A person should uh, prepare his house on Friday. Cover the Shabbos for the honor of the Shabbos. For example, we have a candle lit, and a set table to eat. We need to matas, and a mita literally means a bed. Here it means like a couch. They used to eat on couches, and having the, the couch, uh, the, the pile of straw, which is basically your couch set with a, 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 a spreading, is an honorable way to have the Shabbos meal. And these are all ways of honoring the Shabbos. Even though a person was uh, uh, very aristocratic or very important, perhaps even, it's not his style to go out and shopping in the market. He has servants who do that for him usually. Nor engage in housework. He's still obligated to be involved in things that are necessary for Shabbos personally with, with his personal uh, person. And if he thinks that that's beneath his dignity, on the contrary, it's honorable for him to be to be associated with honoring the Shabbos. Some of them would to demonstrate this. You see how some of the early chachamim, who were very honorable people, used to chop wood with which to cook. Some of them would actually cook themselves. Salt meat, or braid the wicks for the Shabbos candles. Light the candles. Some of them would go out and actually purchase the things that are necessary for the Shabbos food, uh, for the Shabbos necessity, food and drink. Even though it wasn't their fashion for the rest of the week. Whoever engages in this more, as much as possible, he's praiseworthy. What is meant by the lighting the Shabbos? This is what the said when they referred to when they said, a person has to prepare a very fatty dish, and uh, well flavored wine for the Shabbos. Based on his financial status, the more a person increases the Shabbos expenses in preparing many uh, uh, great, many delicious, uh, important. Uh, uh, good foods. He's praised by the. If he can't afford to do if he just makes a stew in the honor of Shabbos, or Shabbos, that is called an Shabbos for him. He fulfills the obligation of delighting the Shabbos. He doesn't have an obligation to pain himself or to strain himself and to borrow from others. Just in order to be able to increase Shabbos food. In fact, the earlier sages declared, "I say in the Shabbos make your Shabbos like a weekday." And don't do not uh, depend on other people. So only if you have the means. If you don't have the means, then you don't have to. Someone who was uh, very uh, uh, self-indulgent and wealthy. All his days are like Shabbos. He eats fancy food every day, and a lot of it. He has to change Shabbos food to the weekday food. So even though they're both the same quality, but they have to be different. The different menu. If he can't change it, he must change the time of the, of the eating. If he was usually eating, eating earlier, he must eat later. If he was usually eating later, he must eat earlier. A person has an obligation to eat three meals on Shabbos. One in the evening, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. 
The person must be careful with these three meals. Not to detract them at all. I feel even if a person is poor, that supports himself from charity, has to eat three meals. So therefore, the people who provide the food and the resources for the poor people have to make sure they provide three meals for them on Shabbos. If person was sick because uh, from overeating, so he ate a lot by the by the second meal in the morning, and he doesn't have uh, ability to eat the third meal. A person who fasts regularly, and therefore for him eating is difficult; he's not used to it. He's not obligated to eat three meals. A person has an obligation to to begin uh, to to. Um, uh, Begin each meal with wine. According to the Rambam, that might mean that he actually has to make kiddush by the third meal as well. And to uh, cut two loaves of bread, what we call the Chamishnah. The same applies to Yom Tevim. You have to have two loaves of bread for every meal. Now, those people who live lives according to the esoteric parts of Torah are familiar with the concept that uh, eating at the time of the third meal on Shabbos, what's called Ravid Ravid, is not congruent it's not appropriate so to speak and it feels inconsistent with the spirit of the of the of that time of day and therefore for a person from uh, who lives his life according to the, those aspects of Torah uh, to eat bread then is actually not an honoring the Shabbos or delighting in the Shabbos of course eating the three meals is not just an obligation to eat the shame sake of eating like eating matzah on Pesach it's a it's a part of honoring the Shabbos and for such a person eating bread, or delighting in the Shabbos rather, eating bread then is not considered a delight for the Shabbos because he's not enjoying it because of the, of, the, of the discomfort it causes because of the spirit of the time. And therefore, uh, many people, including Lubav Shechidim, do not eat bread by the third meal because it's not, uh, it's not actually, actually, in, it's actually inappropriate for them because of the, uh, of the inconsistency with the spirit of that, that part of the Shabbos that eating the bread creates. So therefore for them, halachically speaking, it's actually preferable not to eat bread, although there is the obligation to eat the third meal. They fulfill the obligation by rather than eating bread, eating other things such as um, uh, uh, meat or fish or eggs or even fruit. Uh, or of course, uh, uh, other, other uh, grain things like cookies or cake that are not bread. Eating meat and drinking wine on Shabbos, it is a way of delighting in the Shabbos. It is a delight for the Shabbos. So uh, it's assuming that the most people like to eat that kind of food. Again, if you like eating cereal milk, you can eat cereal milk. Food provided, provided the person could afford. Not allowed to make a, a plan a meal. Um, uh, even you know, a, a full meal with, with, with wine on Shabbos on Yontif at the time when you're supposed to be learning the Mesmedush, which is basically, as we'll see, the late afternoon. And rather, this was the meaning of the earlier righteous ones. The person davin Shabbos, Shabbos, and Musaf in Shul in the morning uh, at sunrise. He comes home to his house and he eats the second meal of the day, the, the, uh, the second meal of Shabbos. The first meal being Friday night. He goes to the house of study. He studies the written in the oral Torah until mincha time. In the early afternoon. And then afterwards, he do his plan and establish a third meal on wine, which according to the Ramam actually might mean either wine is served or we actually have to be kiddush before the third meal, perhaps. And then eat and drink until the end of Shabbos.
person's not allowed to travel from the beginning of the day, in other words, from sunrise on Friday, more than three parses. This way he'll arrive home uh, where there's a lot of time to prepare for Shabbos. And he'll prepare for the Shabbos meal. In other words, if a person is allowed to travel as much as he wants, he may get up Friday morning. That's his honor. He may, he may wake up Friday morning and then travel the whole day and arrive home right before Shabbos. If he's only allowed to, only allowed, allowed to travel three parses, so then he will make sure on Friday, that, that, that on Thursday night before he goes to sleep, he's within three parses of his home. And then he'll tra- get up at sunrise and travel, travel home and have a lot of time to travel during the day. If, however, he's far from his house, he'll travel three parses and then he'll stop. He won't get home. And so he won't be home for Shabbos, but at least he, he won't, he won't uh, be home and drop it on his family unexpectedly where they're unable to prepare for him. But the point is, is that a person has an obligation to arrive wherever he's going to arrive for, for the, spend Shabbos, whether it's his house or elsewhere, with a lot of time uh, to prepare for Shabbos. So rather than spending the whole day traveling, you're not allowed to travel any more than the distance of three prasayas, then you must stop traveling and spend the rest of the day preparing for Shabbos, whether you're home already or elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Because people in this house don't know necessarily that he's going to come that day in order to prepare for him appropriately. So if he always makes sure that when he travels on, when, he, when, he, when, he, when he's arriving home, he's going to travel on Friday, he's only going to be within the distance of three prasayas on a Friday at sunrise from his house, he'll always get home with enough time to have Shabbos adequately, adequately prepared. Needs to say if he's a guest by others, he, should, he, should, he shouldn't travel more than that amount of time. So this way, if he doesn't arrive at someone else's house for Shabbos, he will always be, arrive with ample time where they can prepare for him. Uh, he embarrasses them if he comes right before Shabbos and don't have the proper preparation. Because he did not prepare the proper food for guests. A person on Shabbos forbidden to fast, to cry out to Hashem, or to supplicate and to ask for mercy on Shabbos. Even if it's something which is a distress, which the community has an obligation to fast and blow trumpets about as part of the uh, supplication process. On Shabbos, you don't fast, you don't blow trumpets. The exceptions being the city that was surrounded by 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 a non-Jewish army, or by a, a river, so it's in danger of flooding. A sfina or a ship which is uh, uh, thrashing about in the ocean that's in danger of sinking. that you cry out, that you uh, you you uh, cry out to Hashem, you blow trumpets on uh, uh, um, to the to, as part of the tefillah process. Regarding this situation on Shabbos to help them, and we supplicate and ask mercy from Hashem for them. You do not lay siege to a non Jewish city. Less than three days before Shabbos. So you can't do it less later than Tuesday at sunset. Some say Wednesday at sunset. The people fighting the war should have a calm mind. And the Shabbos comes, they won't be confounded and confused. So once they already laid siege, they had three full days of siege, they're more calm about the whole situation. Not as, not as tense. And therefore, it's more, they'll be able to celebrate Shabbos more appropriately. You do not set sail on a ship less than three days before Shabbos. So again, before Shabbos comes, the person should have a calm state of mind. But star yes, you may die. Not be very pained by seasickness. It takes three days to get to the get used to the seasickness. Today, where boats are much more stable and they don't uh, shake as much, some say it doesn't apply. 
for the purpose of mitzvah, mafli biyom, afilu b'rav Shabbos. Person can set out set sail even on Friday. And we, as we said earlier in halacha of dalid, in peirach of dalid, and pesach imalish base, you establish, you make a deal with the with the captain to stop when Shabbos comes. Then he shaves, and even if he doesn't, and even though he even though he won't do so, so it's like a understood thing that these non-Jewish captains do. The Jewish passengers would say, "Hey, the deal is you got to stop on Shabbos." And the captain would say, "Okay." Shabbos would come and the captain wouldn't stop and nobody made a big deal out of it. So the point being that um, you have, since you're concerned to have a, a peaceful Shabbos, you don't, you, the ship is not traveling. If it's at rest at sea, there's less, uh, less shakiness and, uh, and, and that's the ideal way to, to, to plan it, even though it doesn't happen in the end because the guy doesn't actually, the captain does not actually stop. It's been from, from Tyre to Tzidon. Which is a very short trip by boat. Even for a non mitzvah purpose, you're allowed to travel on Friday because you get there before Shabbos, presumably. In a place where the meaning is not to set on set out on boat travel, uh, even on Friday, any circum- on Friday, in any circumstances at all, then you have to keep you have to respect that custom. Marital relations, Marinic Shabbos, who is considered a, a delight of the Shabbos. The time of such for healthy, healthy Torah scholars, Shabbos, Shabbos, are those who engage in, in the marital relations every Friday night. One is allowed to engage in relations with a virgin on Shabbos. There's no prohibition of, uh, creating, of, of causing a wound. Nor is there a prohibition of causing someone to feel pain on the Shabbos. Shabbos and idolatry, or the prohibition against worshiping idols, rather. Each one of them is individually is, is equal to all the other mitzvahs. is the sign between the God and the Jewish people, us. If anybody transgresses other commandments, like he eats chametz on Pesach, for example, he's considered to be a Jewish person who's wicked. However, somebody who violates the Shabbos publicly, he's like an idolater. Both of them, both a Jewish person who worships idols or a Jewish person who publicly violates, violates a Shabbos is considered to be like an idolater for all practical purposes in the sense that uh, you can't trust his testimony and if he uh, touches wine, it's not kosher, the wine becomes not kosher, etc. Um, you can't count up their minion, etc. The prophet praises and he says, and now how this applies to people nowadays in our generations when people are raised uh, through no fault of their own as non-religious is an is a interesting discussion. The Prophet says, Happy is the person who does this, and the person who holds, the person who holds fast to it. The Shabbos, he guards the Shabbos, from desecrating it, etc. And the Pasuk continues and talks about the importance of the Shabbos. Whoever honors the Shabbos in its uh, proper fashion, as, as it must be, honors it and delights in it according to his ability. It's specifically says in the writing of the prophets, uh, refers to as Kabbalah as tradition because it's what the prophet receives from Hashem. It already says over there, his reward in this world, his reward in this physical world, in addition to the reward he'll get in the world to come. Shemar says in the verse, then you delight, delight in God. 
who caused you to ride in the higher places of the earth, and I will nourish you with the heritage of, of Yaakov, your ancestor. Thus has the mouth of Hashem spoken. Blessed Hashem, who gives us, gives us assistance to finish Hilchel Shabbos.